Welcome back to Deep Derailments. This is Tracy. This is Megan. And it's Michelle. I almost did it. I almost did it. I know. You got to say, you got to stay with it now though, because like if you were to your real voice, people would be like, who the fuck is that? (laughs) My real voice comes back so quickly, but in that moment, it never stays. I know. Why is that? I don't know. It's so funny. I think it's hilarious. I don't think I know how to say my name. (laughs) Say my name. Say my name. Um, (laughs) Well, what's new, guys? What's going on? Oh, nothing. Um, We were celebrating my birthday weekend in the city, all of us. We drank. We had fun. Um, And now we're back. I know. We had to take a day in between, though. But my voice. We had to dry out for a minute. Yeah. So sorry about my voice up front because um, I sing a lot of karaoke and me like Adam Lazara um, sang all the emo songs from my throat and blew out my vocal cords a little bit. So Did you have sorry. Fun? Yeah, it was great. Uh, my rendition fun. of Cute Without the E um, was pretty good. Me and, pretty my, good. me and my friend Alex, I think, did a pretty sick job. Megan, nice. you heard that it? one? I was late. I was late in the evening. That it was late in the evening. Yeah. I, I'll uh, share the video with you in case you guys forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Can I post it? Can I post it or no? Is that Probably a private no. that's a private message? That's, that's for the Patreons. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's the, right. The paid subscribers that we yeah. don't have. Okay. Yeah. That's how um, I make sure it stays secret because I know that the Patreon does not exist in this moment. <laughs> There you go. Fair. Um, no, it was really fun though, dude. And like, I love the brewery we went to. It's like one of the best, I think. And it's like just super chill vibes and really good yeah. beer. So good. We went to Hopewell, which is not yeah. what we're drinking tonight. I mm-hmm. got a different local brewery tonight. I got Pipeworks here. What kind? Um, mine is called Napkin Math. It's a stout with peaches and it's really fucking good. Mm. Interesting sounding. 7.6 ABV. And yeah, pretty cool. Cool. Maggie, what about you? I saw your skeleton glass. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm the most jazzed about. I don't know. It's something red in here. Yeah. Uh, But I have a golden wine glass with a skeleton head in it. Oh. My lighting is making it look like a glare for you. Keep it held up because I'm obsessed with it. Bring it to this side. Bring it to this side. Oh, wait. My lamp. This side? Over here. No, it's still bad. This is insane. Oh, Nobody there, there. Here. do that. Okay. <laughs> it's fun. Do it. <laughs> um, what do you got, Teach? That's awesome. Um, I have actually, it's one of my favorite wines, and I hate saying this because it sounds so cheesy, but um, it's the brand of wine by Cameron Diaz, the Avaline or Avaline. Oh, I just saw wine. a commercial for that shit. So, oh, wait. It says on there actually how to pronounce it. Aveline. So I was wrong all the oh, way around. Oh, it, yeah, it's Aveline. so it's so fucking douchey. They're like, you're not going to know how to spell this. You're going to know. No, it's not even douchey. It's, it's actually really good. And it's like super, Um, it's like vegan friendly and totally clean, quote unquote clean. You're yeah, saying a bunch of, you, you just told me that it wasn't douchey and then listed five douchey things. Uh, 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 yeah. Fair and um, no, not all wine is vegan because no. they use animal to filter it. Yep. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So, um, but it's really mm. good. And it's a rosé. I love rosé, even like not in the summertime. Um, but it's just, it's I just also a really have wine. peppermint tea. Oh, my God. Peppermint tea and a, a stout beer with peaches in it? What the yes. fuck is wrong with you? 
That's uh, a palate that I cannot even imagine what uh-uh. that vomit's going to taste like later. It, it's in a oh. Buddy the Elf mug. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, makes it totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Anything new going on with anybody other than birthday weekend? Oh, I got my fourth stripe on my white belt in jujitsu. It was such a surprise. I'm super stoked about it. Why was it a surprise? You don't know when you're getting, it just becomes magic and the person says you deserve this now? The professor, you know, watches everybody while we train and then sort of awards people uh when he thinks they are deserved of it so, oh wow he holds a lot of power <laughs> absolutely absolutely like he rolled up to class he wasn't even teaching he rolled up in his sweatpants and like i was trying to leave he's like no no you no leave i was like oh okay <laughs> so we we lined up we did our bow and gave me a, a stripe so that was pretty cool then I wouldn't get feel- my stripe because I'd be like, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. I'm so tired right now. And he'd be like, this dumbass. Fine, go. Bro. You don't deserve it. <laughs> Stay an hour um, and a half. Okay, fine. <laughs> do you get like a new, is it like, is it like karate where you get a new belt now? Like a color or like? Yeah. So after your four stripes, the next step would be a blue belt. Um, then you blue, like, purple, brown, earn, black. Earn that, right? Like, so like you Abs- are a yeah. four stripe white belt. I don't mm-hmm. know how to appropriately That's correct. That. Okay. That's perfect. And then you will, once he goes, oh, you've gotten even better, then he'll give mm-hmm. you a blue belt with zero stripes. And then you have correct. to earn stripes on there. Yeah, that's exactly right. And what's the highest? Black? Black. Well, okay. actually, I think there's like a red for like crazy people who have been what's doing your it like goal? 1,000 years. Um, Gosh, I don't. I don't know that I've actually truly sat down and pondered that, but I don't think it's like out of the realm of possibility of you know taking it all the way cool. if I'm super patient and you know, once the kids are more self-sufficient it'll be easier to go so cool that's awesome we'll, see. we'll, we'll just make it to blue next year that's, sometime hopefully that's super <laughs> exciting Meg congratulations Yay. Yay. Yeah. good job cool all right well I don't know that there's that much more to talk about and I'm fucking stoked to get into this I'm episode so excited. I, I have no idea what to expect these bitches were at work without me today so i'm sure they were no you chitter chattering it up no we didn't actually talk about the pot at all yeah it was actually super busy at work and i um berkey kind of talked me into changing my topic uh what? like last minute because yeah. the other topic that i want to do which i'm gonna do probably next like next episode i'm too um, in it She's too invested. She has too many thoughts and feelings yeah. that this oh. would have been like a two and a half hour long podcast. And so we were oh, like, I have time for that. we don't because know. I know that my topic, you guys have a lot of thoughts and feelings on. And then she was going to, she's like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's going to be an hour in itself. Yeah. Ooh. But I found another you one that I'm short this. So. Yeah. That I'm excited about that I think is going to be really fun. So, um, but Berkey, you're our, you're our main character tonight. So babe, take it away on the I'm going to say the best topic thus far on the podcast. In what? My opinion. That was Louis Pasteur, but this is second best. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. That was Alex Honnold, then Louis Pasteur. This oh, is my God. Why can't one of mine be the best? You have best. Well, let's go. Let's just start talking about it. Fucking All right. Go. Let's go. So I am going to talk about the greatest. The greatest. The most prolific. Should I do an echo while you do it? Suicide cult, the most prolific, living, living, living of America. <laughs> Heaven's Gate, Heaven's Gate, baby. What? Okay, 
So there's a lot of, um, I have done a lot of research into this. I think cults are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like a little nervous that like one day I could be s- like, somebody could definitely trick me into being a cult. I'm pretty could sure. Could that person be a cult one day, guys? Could that person be me? Those. Could I trick uh-huh. you into being into my cult? I would, yeah. I think I might be already. I'm not sure. Yes. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Well, we should. We are in we it. Should briefly talk about our idea of our uh, cult called Crystal Ascension. Um, yeah, Crystal Ascension. Uh, copyright that it's already already copywritten and actually written into like a book that like truthfully sounds like a bible already (laughs) which i'm so stoked on um and i'll deliver it to y'all tomorrow oh yeah bible's coming at you fucking wait um but i just wednesday i'm not working there tomorrow okay yeah bring it wednesday but i think it would be very fun because I also could see all of our families living on a commune, just like dressed in red and like crystals taped around our necks and just Louis absolutely. Louis looks so good in red. And how yeah. so does staff. Yeah. So is my baby. So I think honestly, this sounds like the beginnings of it. But if anybody ever wants to join our cult, Crystal Ascension, just look us up at crystalascension.gov. <laughs> and um... don't do that. Don't do that. I don't know what's there. But like, <laughs> like pay us money first. JK, so we'll, JK, like, JK. JK. On there too. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. All you need to do is get a cult GoFundMe. Have a really high trust fund, and then you're fine. Yeah, the um, price of admission into Crystal Ascension is twenty eight thousand dollars per person per year. So I don't think a low low price. That doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't sound. We gotta get them in somehow, guys. We gotta start low. All right, fine. And then every year after that, they'll be our mules working in the field. One of our colleagues already said he'd be our fucking donkey, (laughs) like plow the field. So (laughs) wait, who? We'll talk later. I'll okay. say your name off the front. It's Will. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I have actually done quite a bit of research. Actually, fun fact about me is that I went to the Museum Death in L.A. a couple of years, uh, maybe five-ish years ago now, because it was definitely pre-COVID. But um, in the Museum of Death, they have all these relics from like serial killers and cults and whatever it's pretty sick you guys would both like it um have you been meg uh no i haven't they had it i think we talked about this they had it at the field museum maybe Mm. and like my family chose something else that was dumb and i was so mad oh no they had one i said they had some sort of death like oh like the um, body worlds no no it was like similar to that it was like all about death cool (laughs) So anyway, I went to the Museum of Death and they actually had um, like laid out. They had uh, like a bunk bed there and then they had like the actual outfit of like the shroud and the Nikes and like the pants. And they had it. They took it off of someone's dead ass body. I mean, put it. That's yeah, and it was on a, have a mannequin, mannequin in it, or yes. it was just like, and they had it like on a little like bed, like on a, it was found. Uh, on a mannequin, they yes. had a mannequin inside of it, yes. so it looked like a dead body. Correct. Did it have the cup of Kool Aid next to it? They didn't drink Kool Aid. That was <laughs> that's that Jim was Jones. Jim Jones, baby. Oh, Fuck. Well, I guess right. I need to hear this then. Okay, oh, let's go. Shit. All right, and Jim Jones does predate. Um, to be clear, yeah. This Jim suicide. Jones was like the '60s, right? Yes, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Um, he's like a pretty OG guy, you know. Yeah. Doing doing the groundwork. So Heaven's Gate, if you want some interesting, if you want to learn more about this, which I highly recommend, um, Heaven, the podcast is just called Heaven's Gate. It's hosted by Glenn Washington, who's actually a really good podcast host. He also does another 
show called Snap Judgment. Well, I used to listen to it a couple of years ago. It might not still be around, but that's actually a really good show too. Um, and then HBO has a documentary called Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults. It's like mm-hmm. a four-part series, four series. And that one, it has a lot of the same interviews as the Glenn Washington um, podcast, which are pretty in-depth and like very good. So I would definitely... Um, go listen or watch those because I'm downloading it right now. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) Um, So basically um, we're going to go back to like the early 1970s. um, And then the two people who co-founded Heaven's Gate are Marshall Applewhite um, and Bonnie Nettles. Bonnie fucking Nettles, man. Nettles. Doesn't she go by like TT or something weird or Nini? Yeah. 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 We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, both are from Texas. Um, Marshall Applewhite was what? Sorry, just of course they're from Texas. Sorry. <laughs> I was really concerned about that. What that noise was? It, just it was a, an aggressive nose snort, <laughs> and I will not be editing that out. That's very oh, good. Um, so there, he originally, his father was a pastor, and he originally went to seminary school, but dropped out. He kind of, um, he was married with two kids, um, served in the army at one point. Um, and then eventually he got divorced, was kind of unemployed. The mom took care of the kids, kind of a deadbeat dad vibe, whatever. Um, so around the same time, so Bonnie Nettles is also living in Houston. She's a nurse. Oh Um, no, really? I don't think I knew that. I kind of forgot that part, but she's a nurse. Okay. Um, She's married with a husband, has four children together. Um, the oldest is Terry, and that's important for later. Okay. Um, so in 1972, um, she also gets divorced. So through her divorce, she is very, very close with her daughter, Terry. They talk about how they would stand outside in the backyard and like look for UFOs. Mm-hmm. Um, she would talk about how she didn't think that she belonged on this earth and she felt different. So she's she got really into spiritualism, astrology, and like tarot card reading. She would go to like seance. Yes. I have a question. Yes. Did she, Was she really... Uh, and if did you, I don't know if you just said this, but was she really religious in general already? I don't know if she started religious. Like, oh, okay. Like, I guess um, the main thing is like after her divorce, she really do- dove into this like new age spiritualism, astrology, okay, arrow cards, like things Listen, like that. Same, babe. I mean, but, and then I was like. Divorced. I know. And Same vibe. I was like I was like, wait, a nurse that's into tarot cards? I know. And I like looked around my room and I was like. Fuck it's me! <laughs> I am Bonnie Nettles. Oh no, I'm concerned. <laughs> so, um, she goes to like uh seances. She starts doing like astrology readings for like extra side gig money. Mm. Um, so she's out here hustling. Mm-hmm. Um, so 1972, she's divorced. Um, she goes to this fortune teller who told her that she would soon mean like this mysterious tall man, which she does eventually meet. Uh, Marshall Applegate. So she attributes this meeting to what the fortune teller was like talking about. Um, They also met under kind of some very 
maybe sus circumstances. So she's a nurse in the hospital and there's a couple stories that kind of circulated on how they truly met. Um, and no one really knows. Somebody said that he had come into the hospital and he was visiting a friend and they like met in passing and that's how like they started talking. Um, there they was a locked eyes in the middle like, of a dirty ass seventies hospital. And we're yeah, like, this yeah. is it, baby. Right. She was probably um, smoking a cig at the nurse. hundred percent. Like giving He's her like, you got a light. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, another one was that maybe he was like a patient and like they met Yikes. another one was maybe that no, she thanks. had worked psych and he was like in the psych ward and i don't know that one felt like i picked a that harsh. one that one makes the most sense there was <laughs> one story that he had worked at like the local theater with like children's production and that like one of the kids had gotten hurt and he brought the kid to the hospital and that's how they met um so i don't know kind of unclear but moral of the story is she was a nurse they somehow met at the hospital um and she was like, oh, my God, this is the man, the tall, mysterious man that this fortune teller told me, like, was coming into my life. Right. And his name was Applebottom. Apple. <laughs> Applebottom jeans. Yeah. Boots, boots with, with her. the fur. It's the name Apple, of their first style. Yes. <laughs> They're like, boots, come here. <laughs> boots, boots, eat your dinner. Boots. I'm not going to say it again. Don't make me put the fur on you. <laughs> I will get the fur. <laughs> <laughs> anyway they don't have children together oh, um a shame. That's, a, that's a very important thing to come later okay oh, okay foreshadowing Ooh, somebody give me some thank you i don't have to do my okay. own damn sound effects i gotta carry the show do the sound effects what we need fuck? sound effects you guys told Harry, me i could have sound I effects Ben's the show you. wow narcissist <laughs> much i'm gonna start yeah, my back hurts <laughs> Maybe it's those big old tits you got. <laughs> yeah, that are carrying the show. <laughs> Go on. Moving on. Sorry. So um they meet. Bonnie does an astrological reading for Apple White, not Apple with the fur. Apple okay. White, Marshall Apple White. Oh, so she's like, hey, I do astrological readings. And so they do this reading. Appar apparently, there's this intense spiritual immediate connection they are like this is it let's fucking go they this is 1972 new year's day 1973 they put their shit in a car they leave their families she leaves behind her four children terry who at the time was 20 years old and then she was the oldest so then younger children Love left that. left them said have fun with your dad goodbye um, they traveled around the country for, I think, about two years. Um, so at first they kind of left and they had this thing where they were thinking, like, there's something more. We At first they couldn't really, like, put it into, like, words. They kind of were trying to figure it out. It was just kind of this really broad, vague, like, idea that, like, there has to be something more. Um like very religious slash new age based, right? Which As, I don't ahead. think it's terrible to be like, to think that, right? Like, I don't think it's terrible to go like, there's gotta be something different. This doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't think it's bad to like question religion or question what you've always been right. taught or question certain beliefs and stuff, but like question it and then 
verify. And then if you can't verify, maybe it's not true. And then maybe you don't like make other people die. <laughs> like, you know, for everything that religion is, I don't know that they're calling for like mass, you know, destruction of other humans. Well, are they not? I mean, they are. I literally <laughs> said it and then I was like, just kidding. They absolutely Lulz, are. Just kidding. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> the basis of every war. Never mind. <laughs> Truly. Precisely. All right. Um, lost, lost all my, my, uh, my motor ahead. there. <laughs> Cut that part out then. <laughs> So anyway, um, and it seems like over these two years, they're kind of traveling around. They're a little lost. It feels like they're kind of like sampling a lot of things, like maybe different religions, reading a lot of text, reading the Bible. Um, and then after about two years, they kind of decide they they kind of settle in and they're starting to form more of a basis of what would have later become the cult like followings. So they decided that they were, quote unquote, the two. And this was based off the book of Revelation. I don't know like how much you guys know about like God, the Bible, but mm -hmm. the book of Revelations, which I was raised Methodist. I don't really know much about it, but is like the most like apocalyptic, like yes. end of days um, story. So apparently there's like this book talks about the two witnesses and how they were chosen to fulfill like these biblical prophecies. Um, they believed Bonnie and Apple. Bonnie and uh, Marshall believe that they were given like a higher level mind than all these other people. And that's why they could like connect with this and they could see it and they knew what was happening because they were like these two witnesses, um, which the stories <laughs> narcissistic. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they believed that like they would be killed, resurrected and oh transported on board to a spaceship which they called that event like the demonstration. So they're like, this is it. We're going to live in this. It's going to be end of days. We're going to get murdered, but resurrected, brought onto this spaceship. And then like, we're going to like live in this quote unquote heaven, whatever eternity. I don't know. Imagine thinking you're so fucking special. You're like so imagine special. that you're so special and you are like, I am going, I am this person in the Bible that everyone has ever talked about. Like, imagine the amount of just narcissism you have to have to be like, absolutely. And that's are the two witnessism. Yeah, or witnesses. Like, that's just like, that's so crazy to me. To, to Were they that. like also on a lot of drugs? Like, this doesn't feel mm -hmm. like. No, they were not. This was a sober idea. Yeah. So Which that's is, another thing. A lot of other cults are very like, you're like, oh, there's a lot of LSD floating around, yeah, right? Right. Like, a lot of mushrooms floating around, like a lot of like mind altering substances. Um, this cult is not about that life. Not this about This is even worse than yeah. they, like, in their own normal brains came up <laughs> loosely with this normal unaltered on you know with chemicals yeah. or maybe it should have been altered with chemicals i don't know well <laughs> anyways so um crazy. they just <laughs> it's so crazy they <laughs> decide that they're gonna go around the country now they're gonna like they're like this is it we know our base. Now we're going to get the people. Mm -hmm. um, so in 1974, they gained their first follower. Uh, her name was Sharon or something. Um, Sharon Morgan. Been, yes. How'd you know that? 
because I looked it up. Good job. Um, she follows them for some time and is like, yeah, I'm down. Um, and then decides, not for me. I'm going to go back. Um, and then they actually get in trouble for using her credit card. Because even though she did say, like, you can use my card, whatever, they eventually get in trouble for that. Um, they're kind of having trouble convincing people because they're like, hi, we're going to go to, like, an alien spaceship. And a lot of <laughs> the other religious people are like, mm, and that's a no from me, dog. Like, <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so, it's like it's like the Shark Tank of cults, and they yeah, like, right? go on there, and they're like, "May I interest you in extraterrestrials?" And, and like these no, two witnesses, and they're like, "I'm you pretty know, good does, with just Buddhism, I think." <laughs> seem like that's gonna profit very much. If I had to put five percent in, I don't think I'd regain my profits. So I'm, I'm gonna thinking, say no. You know, population of China, Buddhism. Uh, it's just you know better shelf life. You know, just imagining like a Mark Cuban type being like interesting interesting theory interesting plot i like your bible i like where you're going but you know what i'm already pretty maxed out on the cults and so unfortunately i'm out like is a very funny thought to and me. the other guy's like oh, i'm just not down for the fashion the shrouds are a little tacky so yeah. for oh definitely damon he's a the fubu damon, guy he's like yeah, no fuck damon that. does not like this He's is like not hot. If they were Caribbean blue, maybe, but purple, get the fuck get out. The fuck <laughs> out. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so the rough go of it at first. Um, and actually, they were so poor and kind of traveling around essentially like original van life in it, you know, mm -hmm. like um camping a lot. So he actually, Marshall Applewhite had stolen a car from St. Louis, a rental car. Which back then I guess you could have gotten away with because you probably maybe just like put down a thing in cash and that's why they need like your whole life story before you can get a rental car now. Oh yeah, because people perhaps. back in the seventies just stole them. Um, so he actually went to jail for six months because of that, and then oh. uh, for stealing the rental car. Oh wow! But he gets out of jail, reunites with Bonnie, and then from there they go to Waldor Waldport, Oregon, and that's where they start like. So Marshall saw himself like as a, a second Jesus. He thought he was a successor. He thought he was a prophet. He thought um, he was the. Why would unquote, the second Jesus steal a car? <laughs> well, it's you know steal from the rich, give to the poor. He was a no, socialist. He's not Robin Hood. Grow he was up. a <laughs> Jesus. We all know Jesus was a socialist. Okay. Oh yeah. fuck. But he, I just that that is literally what Robin Hood did. So you can't. I don't know that well, Robin Hood was a socialist. I think Robin Hood think was a criminal. Were. I think he no. was just a criminal. No, I think you got to reread your Robin Hood. I think maybe. Well, I've only seen the cartoon one realistically. In a, in a new okay. light. <laughs> <laughs> so he. Um, now you got me off track. Now I'm sorry. Sorry. Like you. Robin Hood. So he is starting to um, go give these talks, like do these, like, I don't want to call them presentations, but kind of like, hey, like guys, a TED talk? Yeah. Yeah. A TED talk um, without all the ambiance of a TED talk with the lighting and whatnot. Okay. Mostly probably in basements. Um, and then he actually did, they gathered about like 25 to 30 members from Oregon. Oh. And then in 1976, they became reclusive again, stopped recruiting and kind of went off into the woods. Um, they, they were kind of camping and hopping around like campsites and moving around. Um, oh, 30 of them or just Bonnie yes. and 
No, okay. now like as they attained the people, like they traveled together. Okay. Um, by 1976 is when they, that's when they started moving around. They became reclusive, and then that's when they became more organized. And this is when they wrote like their handbook and rules and gave each other um, names that they would replace their old names with. Um, they all cut their hair mm-hmm. to be a quote unquote gender neutral gender neutral um like haircut it was kind of like some like flat bangs and like a shorter pixie cut kind of or a little shorter even um and then they all would wear like just black slacks and a button-up shirt um part of the handbook was um that all the members were like not to engage in their sexuality there was no sexuality you were not male you were not female you were like neutral um, you were like, one of them was something like, um, anytime you're given instruction, you are to just carry it out without putting your own thought into That's what terrifying. you were doing. Um, the names, they were all six letter names and they all ended in O-B-Y or wait, sorry. So like, for example, like, oh my God, this is like, crazy. Robie? <laughs> yeah. <Magobi? laughs> Yeah. Ew, you guys call me Magobi now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be it. You're right. Like M. Garobi. Like J R O B Y. It was three consonants and then O B Y. So you'd be like. Consonants? Yeah. Consonants. J R R O B Y. Yeah. Like this guy, Rob, was R B B O E Y. And he was Roby. Wait. O R Y or O? Robi? Robi? I think I'm fucking this up. You guys are You're fine. Up. You're doing fine. Wait, um, what does it end in? But that is crazy. That is crazy. It's OBY crazy. is what it ends in. OBY. Okay. Well, so that like is... so like Meg would be like MGG. ODY. ODY. I'm oh, fucking this up. I fucked this up. ODY. Magodi. So you'd be like you'd be like MGG. I mean, that's fine. I can Yeah. Let's all say Magodi again. Magodi. <laughs> O-D-Y. That's like kind of a key thing. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, why? Why O-D-Y? Did they explain that? Oh, I don't know the reason. I don't I don't know where that came from. Right. I can't ima- imagine it came from anywhere yeah, normal. God, so. mostly. God. Yeah. Just God. Yeah. Lord. Okay. Um, they came up with check partners. So you were always to be with this quote-unquote check partner so say me and meg are check partners um you're not to have any contact with anyone if you do contact anyone like sometimes they were allowed to call their family or call whatever mostly they were not allowed to but if they were ever to call anybody call another member talk to anybody else you were always in the presence of your check partner so you had no privacy at all like no you were never gonna go and tell somebody like yo this is what's going on because somebody else in the group is always going to be like basically monitoring like what you're doing that's crazy um that's so scary yeah which is like very cult things like first you cut off (laughs) ties with their family they're not allowed to talk to their family 
now they have somebody checking them. So they basically always have the sense of like a peer pressure to like conform and do the right thing and not break a rule. And they don't want to let somebody down. And at this point now they care about these people. You've been with them for like however long. That's Um, crazy, but so smart. Yeah. Now they've taken away their old names and replaced And they've essentially taken away their whole identity. They do right. not have their same name. They do not have their same hair. They didn't have, if they like always wore a beard, they did not have that. Like they're taking away all of their like individuality. Um, and now they all kind of like are the same. So that's why I feel like a lot of people get kind of sucked into it. And like, that's why you end up staying like really before you realize like, what you're losing right because yeah. it's all small steps it's never like one day you wake up and you're like how did this happen because right. it's all so gradual and all like such small little steps that you're like yeah i mean i could cut my hair yeah if that shows my commitment i could cut my hair yeah well yeah, i guess i could you know a couple months later yeah i guess i could change my name yeah it's kind of that sounds like a cool kind name fun and like yeah it's kind of fun yeah and then like by the time you would maybe realize like oh this is kind of crazy you don't have a sense of identity anymore yeah i mean and i think the thing about cults too is like everybody thinks it's only people and i'm saying this word very loosely but only like quote unquote like dumb people right but it's not it's no doctors and nurses and lawyers and like all of these like and politicians and it's people who are desperate and it's want or, something and or, or found in the most vulnerable times of their life. vulnerable like, right vulnerability it is the i think the biggest part right is when they are looking for something outside of themselves because they can't find something in themselves and someone comes to them and goes I have this great idea that you're going to love. And then I that can, person goes, I might feel fulfilled finally for the first yes. time in my life. And I then can they offer do. you that plus mm-hmm. this family of 30 people who are yep. all going to support you and love you and whatever. Yep. yep. And honestly, like in this cult, it's like, well, at first, whatever, it was a little rough, but like essentially giving them a place to live, giving them food. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're having your basic needs met plus this like somewhat emotional need met, like whether it's good or bad, like you're getting your needs met and or you think you are. Yeah. Um, a big thing about this time was there was, because this is post Jones town. Mm-hmm. So yep. there's actually a big threat to cults at this time of like, um, it was a thing where families would kidnap the person that was in the cult and like take them out and like deprogram them. Yeah. So this was like always kind of like a looming threat. Um, and one of the reasons that they had these check partners is because they didn't want things like that to happen to their group, which I don't think it did. They always there were people who left. There's actually members who left and came back. So I think that says something to how oh. the they they felt about it like they're like you know what this is not for me i'm gonna go and they actually came back there was this one couple who had a daughter um they actually it's really sad they actually both ended up joining the cult um with they left no the daughter did not the daughter was like an older ish okay by that time and the mom came back and then so did the dad and they left the cult and she said like every day she felt like they were gonna go back and mm. they were out of it i think for almost like a year or so i don't know but they ended up both going back and then the the dad ended up 
leaving again and coming back to her, but the mom stayed and like was one of the suicide victims. So that I think it's so sad. Crazy. Well, and like this cult had such an effect over them that they went back to their normal lives, tried yeah. to live their normal life, and was like, no, that was better. So wow. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Um, so they Marshall Applewhite will always say that this was like open and you were free to leave if you wanted to and if that's what you wanted you could go so i think that but i think that's another tactic to get people to stay because you're not like i'm i'm not trapped i'm not a prisoner he said if i want to go i can go that's normal that's fine i don't want to and it's like you don't know what you want right um so then nancy brown is one of the her son david was a member and she actually started this is like pre-facebook but um she started this group of all the parents and they would send out newsletters to each other of like any update that anybody got from about the cult where they were if they were alive like just any bits of information they would gather and they would like have meetings together and like stay in contact so that they could try to find out anything that they could about their family members that were in it um so that's i think that's kind of interesting it was like a facebook group yeah in the 1970s yeah (laughs) um so by 1978 one of the cult members um did have like a significant trust fund that he inherited and then Mm. at that point is where the group then is able to kind of settle down rent out like houses and have all the group members stay in a house and have like a little more like financial security. Um, and apparently this trust fund, it must've been massive. It like kept them going for like years and years and years. Wow. So, um, I can't imagine they spent that much money though, either. They probably were like, you can right. ramen and like probably like super frugal would be my guess just based on yeah. what I know about other cults, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they were, if you think about like where they were renting, I mean, like they were staying in like San Diego and like kind of more upscale places. Um, like the house that they were staying at when they eventually like, um, committed suicide was like right outside San Diego. Hmm. Um, I mean, I guess I didn't know the real estate market at that time though. Maybe San yeah. Diego wasn't was expensive. San Diego <laughs> fucking kind of shitty but in like, 1978. Current day San Diego? that. That cult didn't yeah. have a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Um, so back to Terry. Um, at this point, they're called T and Doe. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. You you did for me. So they no longer go by uh, Marshall. But they Bonnie. don't have to do the ODY because they're like the no, fancy ones. No. They're the witnesses. They're the witnesses. Oh, right. So they're fancy T witness. <laughs> and Doe. Um, so Bonnie okay. is T. He's Doe. Um, and it's always kind of said that he always makes it sound like actually that she's always spoken of, even though they're co-founders, that she's almost kind of like the more important one. Yeah. Like he would always call her like the older member. Yeah. Or like, and there was always this sense that she was really like the god I, god i thought it. she was the leader i thought bonnie nettles was the, i thought she it's was the leader so i didn't mostly t- that way yeah it's really okay. because i felt i thought the other guy was i feel like he's the only one that i think of when i think of heaven's gate is the well, dude because she dies <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, which maybe is, I should Google her. Yeah. <laughs> so early in the group and during its founding and through the 70s, it's really like she is like the one. She seems to be running the show. He seems to be more like a little more charismatic and maybe a little more like of the front man but he always like when he talks will go back and be like oh like you know t is whatever like kind of like giving her credit for most of yeah, it yeah yeah um mm. but t behind everyone else's back and i don't know who else knows about this and i don't know if doe knew about this um but she had always kept in contact with her daughter terry no shit. Which is kind of shitty. Cause what a she, cunt. They're telling everybody, like, do not talk to your family. Do not contact them. This, that, and the other. She was writing Terry letters about once a month. Fuck um, that bitch. Fuck her. Calling her on the phone occasionally. Oh, my God. Sending her money. So some of that money that the cult was taking in, she would, like, send her $50, $200, like, with these letters. I hate um, that so much. Just from, like, a... Just just specifically from like a fair is fair point of view. Yeah. Like I, I just hate that so much. But every cult leader's like that. Like fucking um Manson, right? Like he was like, oh, yeah. nobody can do anything but here. I'm gonna put LSD on your tongues. We're all gonna fuck me. And it's just like you're I hate you. I hate you for David, that. Like, and David Koresh, he was like, No one can fuck yes. but except for me and my 15 wives. We're correct. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Um, so that was a troubling at the end, <laughs> foreshadowing. Um, but basically, in 1985, um, T. Good year. Get, good year. Good year. Um, she gets diagnosed <laughs> with cancer. So it starts off as, I think, like a melanoma in her eye. They actually like remove her eye. Mm. Um, but because they didn't believe in modern medicine and going to hospitals, they were always afraid they would get found out if they went to the hospital and everything else. Um, I don't know like what symptoms she had, but by the time she went to the hospital and she had her eye removed, um, she was diagnosed with liver mets, like mets everywhere, basically oh, but wow. to her liver, which means it should, it was probably around for a very long time and like yeah. probably had yeah. symptoms. Yeah. Um, because they said it was a tumor in her eye. I don't know. Oh, then then that's been around for years and years and something, years. Something like people. I imagine it started like as a mole that she ignored and didn't go get yeah. it checked out, and then got worse. And then and it worse. was like bigger, yeah. bigger, bigger. Yeah. Um, and then I wonder though why they even ended up taking her to the hospital. Like, isn't that? I think because she was the like, thing. Very sick. Like, yeah, I think they were like she's gonna fucking die. Like, well, if you have liver mets. You're probably yeah. she like, was jaundice. Like, yeah. Yeah. So she actually ended up dying within two to three weeks of this diagnosis. So she had to oh, look like shit. That's yeah. crazy. So they come, the members come to Terry's house, um, the daughter, and they're like, hey, um, so your mom, she had like liver cancer, right? And she's like, oh, okay. And then like they tell her about it and they're like, yeah, and unfortunately she passed away. And she's like, oh my God. They told her she died in 1985. They told Terry nine months later in 1986 that the mom was dead. Oh, my God. They did not tell her for nine months. Don't and you so, think she probably knew if she wasn't getting her fucking cash and her letters? Well, and that's because I think she was 
she was calling. She was like calling their number. She's like, where's my mom? Let me talk to Mm. her. I don't care. Like give her a message for me. Like if she doesn't want to talk to me, fine, but I want to know she's okay. So she was like starting to catch on. And I think that's why they sent somebody to the house to be like, okay, listen. Um, But then when she found out that it had been so long, she like was pissed. Yeah. Um, But it, it is really interesting because there's this really weird, like, Doe has this, like, deep, I think it has to be, like, this deep sense of, like, regret or guilt for not telling her because he ends up sending a, like, recorded tape to Terry in 1986 that's, like, going on and on. I am so sorry that we didn't tell you, like, and actually it, it's really interesting. You can hear a lot of it in, like, these interviews like he sounds so sad and so devastated and it's like really interesting to hear like the amount of emotion in his voice because if you do think about it he did like love 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 this woman like they didn't have like a sexual relationship because they didn't believe in that but they thought they were soulmates they thought they were like connected they thought like they had these like intense relationship and i think he was like grieving her loss but then also had this like sense of guilt that like he didn't tell like Terry because he had to have known that Terry and yeah. her were still talking. Why else would he send? I imagine. In? Yeah, I imagine. Oh, uh, why didn't they invite Terry to come into their cult? I imagine they did. I think like it no. was like, a, a no from me, dog. Yeah, I mean, okay. if you abandon right. your your oldest daughter at twenty and the rest of yeah. the children, I think you go. I'm good with whatever fucking fuckery you're fucking with. Like right, that's crazy. Right. She was I'm always like letters and your money. Yeah, and she was always yeah. skeptical, even when like they yeah. first, even when they first met and they first went off before the cult. She was like kind of skeptical of it in general. Um, because she was actually like very devastated, even when her mom first left her, because. Like the way she talks about her and her mom's relationship is like how close they were. And her mom was the only one who knew her, like the, the way, like they were best friends and daughter. It was like really sad. So sad. Um, so this brings up like a very pivotal point for the cult because they've been saying, Hey, we're going to ascend to this spaceship. Mm -hmm. These human bodies, they're just vehicles. We are better than that. We are not humans. We are just in this vessel and then we are going to ascend and be better than this, right? So T then dies from cancer that just ravaged her body. So like that's kind of contradictory to like yeah, it's tricky. We're all knowing and we're higher mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. not human, but now it's like but you are, right? So he actually kind of pivots this to, well, 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 it's just the vehicle. Her vehicle deteriorated and she ascended. And now she is up on that spacecraft, like sending messages to me. And I'm still in communication with her. I'm still with her. She's still with us. I don't think he really believed that. I know. That's a great question. Like, you know, it was just, or they had money now and he was like, this life's pretty great. Yeah. I don't want to give it up. So I got to figure out a way out of this. Or do you think he really was a, like Looney Tune. I don't know. I think he believed it. Wow. That's like wild. she was sending him messages and shit from above. I mean, so they would do these quote unquote classroom. He would 
like lecture to these people for hours, like 14 hours at a time. He would sit there and go filibuster in their filibuster in their asses (laughs) about the aliens. Okay. This is so crazy. I know. I I don't know if you could do that if you truly didn't believe in it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would have to be so full of shit. What could you guys talk about for 14 hours? Alex Honnold. <laughs> wow. I shouldn't like, even have asked. No, literally nothing. Like I, do, I genuinely don't know. Like I don't know what I could talk about for fourteen <laughs> hours. Like I would just get sick of my own voice after that long, and just be like, "Fuck it, this is fake. This is cult's not real. You know I just want your money. Bye. <laughs> get out of here." Oh, um, I think yeah, I could talk about climbing for sure for that long, but there's so many sectors of it, you know. Anyway, yeah, so many, so, so many. many. So, um, basically, like, by now by 1985, fucking Doe needs a, he needs a minute, okay? He's like, I gotta regroup. This is not what I anticipated. Also kind of grieving. Also kind of, like, trying to balance the how am I going to keep the cult together. So, he actually allows all of the members to go home to their families they all leave and they go back to their families and go back to real life. And they spend about oh. two weeks there. Um, and this is really That's interesting business. All but one of the members came back when he called them back. So everyone went home and only one person stayed, which wow. I think wow. is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, of, of how many at this point, do you know, like approximately like 25 to 30. Oh, members. okay. So they, so when you said they like stopped, like they kind of like held like, steady for a gosh, while okay. and about like the 20 to 30 range. And after 1985, they do kind of dwindle down to like maybe like 15, 24. At one point, I think their high point was like 50 members, but mm-hmm. they kind of they kind of flow and ebb a little bit. But for the most part, I think they have a pretty decent like core following. And a lot of these people that joined in 1975 are still I in thought it. you said whore following. Just whore <laughs> following. <laughs> dead. I'm so you don't know. You don't know. Bunch of um, whores in that cult. <laughs> I know they weren't whores because they were all celibate, you guys. Oh, that's right. Like that's a terrible. Core belief, okay? All right, um, fine. But so no whores, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but basically... Like, some of the members by 1985 have, like, been a part of this group for 10 years. So, this is, like, serious business, okay? Super serial here. Um, but with T's death, so they're like, okay, he pivots. He's got to move on. Yeah. After her death, this went from, so she used to kind of run shit. And she was, like, a new age hippie gal. Well, Doe's not that vibe. Oh, nay, nay. He is. (laughs) He went to seminary school. He's more of a biblical guy. So shit gets real. Things get stricter. The rules get stricter. He gets a little more paranoid. He gets a little more like um, controlling, controlling. And but again, these people have been around for 10 years now. Like, are you going to really notice like, wow, this guy's being a fucking dick. Like after 10 years, you're going to be like, Meh, I guess it is like, you know, I, yeah. so you're in it. You're in it. You're in, he's in yeah. it. Right. Like they're in it. Yeah. Yeah. So the teachings really shift and 
he really escalates. Um, there's this marriage ceremony where they all he gets like the members that are there at that time and they all like quote unquote marry him. So even though it's like, he's like, Oh, it's like non-sexual, but it's like your commitment to me. So if you see any photos or interviews or videos after 1985, a lot of them are wearing like a gold band. And a lot of them when they're found um, at the suicides, they're wearing like this gold band still. Wow. That's Um, bullshit. He wouldn't let that fly. Yeah. There's no way. (laughs) So now we're getting to the 90s, you guys. Okay. Here, it's getting getting spicy here. Okay? Yeah. We hell. We got seven more years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he, in the early 90s, um, Dill goes, hey, you guys know how we, like, don't really like fucking and we're, like, kind of against sex and we're very, like, gender neutral? And they're like, Yeah. He's like, what do you guys think about overcoming your sexuality permanently? Stop. What? Okay. What? And what, what does it mean? What? I don't know. What does it mean, Tracy? Do you know? I don't know. Huh. I am well, so worried. Voluntary castration. I, I, I couldn't remember and I didn't want to say it. And then I was like, does he want to cut off their balls? He <sighs> sure does. Yeah. So. Oh, no. Sir Odie, S-R-R-O-D-Y. He's Sir like Rody. Sir Rody. He's he's a very uh how do we say one of the more enthusiastic members? He's okay. always shown his commitment. He's like, I'll do it. And like a, like, a real can I ask something? Mm-hmm. Didn't am I so once once T dies, Bonnie yeah. dies. Yes. Now Am I wrong in this assumption that they thought that they were aliens, like in human bodies? They or always that, thought they, they always, always that. like it was a very like extraterrestrial. Yes. We are visiting here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have like started with that. Yeah, it's very like UFO. We're going to the well, UFO. You, alien, you said it. You said it was that, but it, but like, there's another. What's the other one that says they're going to go to the spaceship? That's Manson says they're going to go to like a spaceship or go to like a different planet or whatever. But they never say that they're like aliens. They're always just like, no, we're going they, to like a better. They have a lot of like drawings and stuff where they like write. They draw like what you would think the aliens are like the oval right. head with the oval yeah. eye yes and like but Ew. like but their ideas that like <laughs> they're here as aliens in human bodies but like they are not human they're not they are, ex- they are extraterrestrials right they are this human body's a like temporary vehicle right until they like return or ascend to like the back to the spaceship to the spaceship or whatever right. the higher okay. that's what i thought i just wanted to, i was like yeah. i didn't know we talked about that and i think that's like a really intricate part of it's this like, is that like yes. these people are not just like we're part of this cult that like we're gonna like, go to a better place one day they are like are different we are different than yes. everyone else here and that's really like they are pure they do not do drugs they are celibate they are like follow the rules like it's they their whole these whole like 10 years up till now they say a lot about how they're striving for perfection um is really like what the teaching is and he uh doe uses like the 
uh, analogy of like a metamorphosis very frequently. Like this is our metamorphosis from what we are now and what we're going to become. Like we're going to like go into this cocoon and like come out as something different. We are going to like become changed. Like and we you are going to do that without your balls. And yeah, because how else are you going to overcome your gender? Yeah, he, it's he not, was, you're not anything. You're he an was like bisexual or gay which I should have mentioned before. So he had this like sexuality that he was like very shameful of and tried yeah. to hide. And that was like the reason for him, like suppressing all sexuality was because he had this like gay and like sexual yeah. like mm -hmm. feelings. Yeah. Um. So I think that was like the main purpose of him initially doing it. Um. And then he was like, well, everybody should do it because it wow. was part of this like being pure like vibe. All right. So, so did people castrate themselves? Sir Odie did. He, How? Well, with they a don't go to saber. So one of the members was a prior nurse. One was like something else. They like did it in. Just for everybody at home right now who's listening, Megan didn't even have cheese hands. She had cheese head. She put her hand on top of her head as if she was about to squeeze her head in half because of this conversation. And I don't it's think so you're wrong sad. for it, but because it's, it, it's so, it's so extreme, right? It's so mm -hmm. extreme. But how else like, are you going to prove that you're committed? There, I mean, like, there are lots of ways, I think. You already have a ring on your finger. What else are you going to do? No, I mean, I don't know. I think that, but, like, I think the feeling that you're feeling is correct because it is just so, it's so sad. I think there's sad. also this competitive nature. Like, I mean, you're they are humans. <laughs> they do have egos. You do want to be the best one. You want to be the best yeah. follower. You want to yeah. be everything that the leader, the one that you look up to wants. So why would you not do what he says? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. But just body mutilation feels. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it so, would make you, I hope, think for a second, right? And go like, hold um, on. Most of the men did. They said, not for me. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Only. Um, so what were the ladies supposed to do? No, nothing. I guess that was never brought up. Oh. Again, um, if you talk about a man, though, who, like, probably has problems with his sexuality and feels really inferior yeah. or whatever, he wants like, all the men to feel as bad as him. Yeah, and he's probably not thinking of, like, the ladies, right? He's just yeah. like, oh, you're, you're women. Who cares? Like, you don't have a dick, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> this is yeah. not a problem for you, right? Like, yeah. so um, they do this, like, very sketchy whatever. Um, Sorotis balls blow up after they do it um what like they explode up, or they swell they swell up um i think <laughs> I he end up having to go to the hospital i think he was like septic as fuck like he was, was i'm sure they just died slit slit ripped out those fucking yeah, little pussies and were like the luck happened. god bless and it's just like or like et bless or whatever and like e. i just bless. can't yeah. just can't imagine that it was clean or safe no or sterile so like they, they should just put some rubber bands around those and just like yeah so yeah, then everybody else cold. was like everyone else was like we're not doing that <laughs> but they weren't done they weren't done upset. we're committed to this so wow. doe's like all right well fine we won't do it like that they do eventually find a doctor who's willing to do it in like an appropriate manner um and eventually he fixed the botched nut cut off no, no, no. He that dude went oh. to the hospital and got antibiotics. I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> the the they eventually found a doctor who castrated seven to eight of the other men in the group. So 
seven or eight of it. Eight other men did that. Yes, yes. Um, so the nineties were a wild time. I don't know. This is devastating. So now that now this is the nineties. This is A O L dial up. And you know what it is. Yes, it is. And I brings chat rooms, message boards. This is where the Heaven's Gate lives. That's Sorodi. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's psyched. Um, He, so they actually, their trust funds run out. So now they're like um, using the internet to make money. They design websites um, and make money off websites, which they give a website that is actually still active today. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? It looks 1990. It's the best website I've ever seen in my entire life. It's still active. What is it? It's, it's the perfect. Heaven's Gate website. It's like, still active. Like it still Heavensgate.com? has Heaven's Heaven'sGate.com. It's Shut it's up. a beautiful website. The no, color, it's not. It is. It, well, yes. I mean, for the coloring, perfect. I love 1997. It. Uh, the graphics, like, beautiful. It also still has people that are actively paying for it because, right? You have to have like people. Somebody's hosting it. Who's somebody's hosting a server Hell and Bob paying is. for it? Oh wow! Yeah. I think the, the Hail Bob Comet is. I bet so many colors. Yes, wow. yeah, the colors are sick. We'll fuck. we'll post at least a picture of the website. I'm not yes. gonna like send a link to it because like we don't need anybody joining this cult. But like just so you can see the colors and like the imagery, it's it's unbelievable. So another thing that comes up in the 1990s is people are getting really apocalyptic vibes, right? Like Y2K is coming. Oh yeah. Like didn't you guys? Did you guys have a Y2K party? We did. Oh yeah. Yeah Definitely. yeah. I was in like some kid's basement. Yeah. yeah. Everybody I had was, like, like my Tommy Hilfiger perfume on. Did you? Je- top, I like I je- Oh, Tommy Hilfiger perfume. Yes. Tommy girl. Hell yeah. <laughs> the best perfume that came in that large silver bottle that was like purple. With there was oh. a pink G in the middle. Yes. I loved it. Okay. Sorry. Michelle, continue. You have so much no. more to talk about. That's fine. That's fine. So 1993. Um, so they're still kind of coasting along. Now they have gone back to like trying to collect members they're on these message boards they're trying to recruit people via the internet they're going around using these like apocalyptic vibes to be like hey you know the end of the world's coming join our cult you will not die you will ascend to the fucking spaceship and live eternally because you guys know you've read revelations end of the world's coming so join us be saved right um and it's kind of floating along like this and then he's kind of like he's kind of thinking like T's dead. How am I going to get the spaceship? Right? Like, how are we going to get the spaceship? And that's where like this like mass suicide thing kind of comes in. 1993 Waco happens with David Koresh, oh, and you that's also saw so scary before that Ruby Ridge, right? So he's thinking, oh my god, what a great thing it would be to be like a fucking martyr all die and then like we get to ascend to heaven and be national news and people are going to know us and people are going to know that we were the ones that got saved and like you know what i mean he wasn't wrong about national news Uh, he got there like that's what he wanted right um so he kept like kind these like influences are kind of like the base of like where the suicide thing came from yeah um because he's like wow like you die this martyr you people are sad for you like they're gonna know you exist which is what he wanted um so they're kind of floating around they're making money um they 
they did the touring, but unfortunately at this point, they're like going to meetings and they're like, join our cult. And everybody's like, get the fuck out of here. It like did not go well. <laughs> people, people know them very yeah. hard. Um, and at this point, there's been a lot of cults in the social, like cults, I said in social media, in the mainstream media. So like people yeah. are kind of like, um, we know what a cult is. Like we're not yeah. fucking dumb. Like, okay. Because a lot of people were like, we know about Jonestown. Like, get out of here well, and then the internet was all of a sudden there and so yes. people could like search things and look up stuff and be a be like part of something that previous to like the 90s you just didn't exist, didn't exist. it just didn't exist if it wasn't in your hometown or like nearby cities you just didn't fucking know and like i think that's the part of it that is wild that it did as well as it did or like had as many members as it did at the end is even just like the fact that all those things happened before it and then it was like they still had members that were willing to participate like that. It's right. just, it's wild. It's just, so much. Were yeah. they were they trying to say that they were not a cult or they were like, oh yeah, we're a fucking they're cult. a religious That's, group. No, they were like they're we're a religious, a religious group. group. Yeah, but I people see. are like, we know you're a cult, and they're like, no, 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 we just no, love no, come religion. to us, darling. We are not a <laughs> we are not a cult. We're religion. <laughs> so by <sighs> 1995, they're having meetings. Um, the members are having meetings about exiting um and how they're going to do this as a group right um five members leave when they start talking about exiting they're like we are not exiting oh, we are going God. to we are going we're to actually we're gonna exit. exit this exit conversation we're not gonna quote unquote exit we're gonna actually exit goodbye yeah thank god um, and then it's 1996 crazy. comes around and then that's when the hail bop comet starts coming into mainstream media so the hail bop comet comes by is it hail bop or halley bop I think a lot of people did call it Haley Bop because I, I have like so a Mandela too. effect where I called it Haley Bop too. That's what I thought. Maybe that's okay. No, I thought not. there were two. There's two different bops. There's a Hail Bop and a different bop. Oh, and then a Haley Ooh. Comet or a Haley, Haley yeah. Comet. That's yeah, what I There's bop. something. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good call. So um, <laughs> this could be his a whole episode. This man, Art Bell, you guys know Art Bell from Coast to Coast. Have you ever listened to Coast to Coast? No. No. Oh. Should I? Wow. Okay. Link me in. Well, we're going to have to move on from that because we are. We have to. We're way too. That's his own. <laughs> Dude, his, his this own shit's top. been like an hour already. <laughs> Listen, it's not my fault. There's a lot of cults. No, talk I'm about. delighted. I'm I'm happy about no, this. No, this is, I'm stoked. Keep going. So, um, but Art Bell from Coast to Coast, he <laughs> says hey i am looking at this hailbop comet and there's something behind it there's another object Spaceship. and then they started calling this the like companion to hailbop so there so then a freaking doe's like oh fucking spaceships behind hailbop yeah Durr. cool this is it um so hailbop is um, I actually didn't know this. It had been visible for 18 months. Oh, yeah, wow. A long time. So it was it like a really long time to get. Yeah. Yeah. So like you could see it. And then as it was getting into like 1987, it was like getting brighter, brighter, brighter. And then to the point where when it was like close, you could see it even in the naked eye from a very light polluted city. Like I remember standing out on like my front porch so and like looking at it. Mm -hmm. I think my parents bought me a telescope that year. Just I think like, they used to really look at scary. It. Also, like, I don't know, just the idea of something plummeting towards Earth is like a little frightening. <laughs> yeah. 
that's like on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Doe comes back to the group and he's like, you guys, T has been talking to me. Um, she's on the spaceship. Would she send you an email? It's behind the comet. No. <laughs> and so they were like, all right, hail bops are assigned to exit the earth. So, um, in December 1996, they have a last hurrah. In the weeks leading up to the quote-unquote exit, they go to go. They go to, oh my god, um, I can't wait. Oh, it's like it's like an Applebee's or a Denny's or like a what? Oh, is they went. Thing? They went no, harder than no, that. No, they went to a Marie Callender's or um, oh, what's it they called? Did. Is that what you're talking to trying to say? Didn't they go to Marie Callender's and get chicken pot pie and blueberry? cheesecake or something they chicken pot pie was their last meal but okay the weeks leading up to it they went hard they went to sea world oh. they went to vegas fuck they gambled in vegas they, they went, gambled yes they're not they won they 20 testies well, and they gambled they're going to the starship i feel like aliens don't gamble <laughs> I feel they, like they went do. to mexico <laughs> they went to portland they fucking lived it up okay um people are probably like fuck yeah this is great yeah, yeah and they're like they had a last hurrah don't worry yeah um they were nervous that their all of their like work and writing and all of their stuff was they were afraid the government was going to shut down their website once they left which <laughs> spoiler they did not, they did not. um <laughs> but they recorded everything out of floppy disks and like mailed them out everywhere like to other locations to make sure all of their like materials were like safe um march 20th 1997 every member made a recording um and it was distributed to all the families which was essentially like a goodbye like uh i'm happy i'm in this group this is what i, I wanted don't be sad um mm-hmm. yeah and in the hbo documentary they like show some of the footage and it's just like mm. oh i don't know it's man. interesting though like these people they they look so sure of themselves they look so like, sure so of it they look happy they look relieved yeah. some of that some of them look a little sus some of them are like yeah cool can't wait um but truly some of them Why members, do they just leave <laughs> well they talk about that i mean like it's peer pressure he's yeah. making you say in front of all the other members aren't you happy about this? Say your last word. Like you can't say you're going to do something in front of everybody and then be like, I'm going to go now. Bye. Like you can. I well, I mean, you can, but they, they felt like they could not. Right? Yeah. But honestly, truly in some of these recordings, some of them really looked like they delighted. We're very and content. Ready. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so March uh, 22nd, 1997, the last night, um, they would every night have to like log when they were leaving and coming back. So on this log, they when they wrote the re- they wrote the exiting time, like when they were going to bed, and under the return time, they would write like hasta la vista or a question mark or whatever because yeah. they like knew they were going to commit suicide that night. Yeah. Um, and then they committed suicide. So it was um, thirty nine bodies were found. So Doe plus thirty eight members um so sad the, it was the largest mass history or the largest mass suicide on u.s soil in history i think mm. to this day to this day um they all ate chicken pot pies that night um all the bodies so they found the bodies in three waves um when the 
when they found the bodies, like some had been dead for up to two days. Some had been dead only like a little while. Um, they, they were split into three groups and it looked like the second group helped the first group. And then the third group helped the second group. And then because the third group, the last couple, they were not covered in the shrouds and whatever they were just dead like do laying they have, like, flat. do they have like purple something over their faces or plastic yeah or right like so purple? they were killed with they found phenobarbital and alcohol yeah. in their system and then they were asphyxiated with like a plastic bag over their head and then the ones that died first they had like the purple shroud over them and everybody was wearing black pants and the black nikes so everybody yeah. had the same like outfit um so they were all found lying supine, like hands at their side. Um, they were all on like a little, they kind of looked like bunk beds, but they were all on like a yeah. bed. Um, the bodies were mostly found like two days later because there's an ex-member member named Rio. He's the, one of the ones that when they first started talking like several weeks before about exiting, he's like, I'm going to go. I'm not going to do that. But they actually sent him a package um, with information that said like, please return to the house, whatever. So they intentionally sent him that on the day that they oh, committed suicide so that he would come in and he, he would find them. Oh, that poor person. Oh, my gosh. Um, so the bodies were not found until March 26th. <laughs> so and like I said, it was like this house that they were renting like outside of San Diego. Um, so. Yeah. And then after that, it was a mainstream media like frenzy. frenzy yeah it was like there was snl skits about it where they yeah. like made fun of it um they even made fun about uh, the castration like it was like didn't like jay leno do like a horrible thing too about it and i feel like he did something o'brien mm -hmm. yeah there was a like everybody it was everyone um so yeah i don't know it's just like it's so sad. It's crazy. so sad and it's so crazy and it's so um just fucking unnecessary, right? Yeah. Like have your cult, do all those things absolutely and keep it going and like enjoy the family and the community and whatever, but like please don't tell people to kill themselves. What the fuck? Like yeah. that's just so nuts and it's just so fucking unnecessary. And these so. poor people who are just so vulnerable and so sad believed that this person had their best interest at heart and they didn't. They just right. were crazy and so also desperate. And but if you honestly, now I'm just playing devil's advocate. Please, if he, I would argue that you could say if Doe truly believed in everything that he was saying, he did have their best interest in mind because he did think that like that was going to save them and make them better. Leave it yourself, Doe, and go kill yourself, motherfucker. Right. Like, I feel like he could have well, been also, like, wait, I have to say, do, I do not advocate for suicide. No. No. Help. Agree. Because, Sorry. Like, not, but, but like, <laughs> like if you're going to be the kind of person that's going to be like, come along this journey with me, I am the effective son of the Lord and will help you. on. It's like, damn it. Like, I just stop it. Like, I don't know. It's it's really hard for me not to get like super upset and angry that this person just took advantage of these vulnerable people. Megan, what were yeah. you gonna say? I was just say, well, why couldn't he just like do it first, like see if it was real, right? And come back and get his followers. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like, like if like, it was real, he could have like been like, guys, it's true. Come on. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll come get like, you. Like I've been talking to you. I'll yeah. talk to you guys. Cool. This I'll get you with the next comment. Spaceship is fucking <laughs> get you with the next comment. Yeah. Right. They got a fucking mini bar. Yeah. Like, 
so yeah, there's like a big knows. plot twist at the end, guys. Okay. So oh, some of the former, done. this is crazy. Oh. Um, a lot of the members actually, this is like the power that this cult had. Came back, right? They, there was several ex-members that committed suicide. Yep. Several weeks up to a year afterwards. Because yep. they were like, oh my God, it was real. I should have done it. They literally so believed in it so much that they committed suicide, like several people. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the same way? Like they knew what to one do? Of, so one of them, um, they tried to commit suicide that way. And the they it was two of them together. One guy tried to commit suicide that way. He did die. The second one, he was found barely alive. And they were able to take him to the hospital and save him. And then I think he killed himself. He then reattempted suicide and killed himself like a year after. That's awful. Oh, my God. But I also think that speaks to like the like Death emotional of instability of the people who were following that like yeah. they were so vulnerable they were searching for anything yeah like and yeah. i don't yeah. know and unfortunately this is what they got yeah so i think that's but then there's more so um they have this little meeting and it's like all these ex-members and terry the daughter ends up Popping into the meeting. She's like, What's up? I'm T's daughter. And they're like, Oh, okay, cool. And they're like, I'll chit chat. And she's like, Hey, did y'all know um I was getting letters this whole time? And they were like, No. And they were like, uh, she's like, Yeah, you want me to fucking read some? And they're like, uh, sure. One of the lines in one of the letters is like, by all means, do whatever you have to do to conform to society and fit in. <gasps> Which is the opposite of what oh. they were and these members and ex-members were like the fuck yeah and they really were bad. pissed fair i bet so they're like um all my friends fucking died and this bitch is sending letters this whole Saying, time like basically don't be like us yes so that is something that a lot of like experts will point to that like she did not believe in this and she probably wanted to get out and she probably died in there and like actually didn't want anything to do with it, but was like too far deep into it. Um, I don't know if there was anything that ever like kind of signified that I, I kind of think Doe was in it the whole time. I think she was out. I think he truly believed it. I don't yeah, know. That's what it sounds like. So that's Heaven's Gate. That was wow. good, dude. Good job. Good job. That was really thorough and like really well researched. I'm like, I'm that was great. Good job. Yeah, you did a great job. I didn't know even half of that. I'm yeah. sorry, it was so long. It's okay. No. Are you guys are you guys still up for a shorty? I think I can do it in probably 10 or 15 minutes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, hey, seriously though, good job. That was really good. And I didn't know we could do cults. So unfortunately, I think you guys are going to hear a lot about cults over the next like, Maybe six or eight months. Oh, so many cults. Yeah. yeah. And probably, we're just going to change this to cults. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually a big, <laughs> I'm a big Waco girl too. I know a lot about Waco. Oh, that Waco is so upsetting to me even more than this, I think. Really? Yeah, well, yeah. I would love to cover Jonestown. So uh, we'll, oh, yeah, yeah. we'll talk you about take, it. You take that. All right. So, um, Going into a little different and definitely way older, um, I want to talk about the 
something I think you guys will find interesting and something I know Michelle, I think you knew about, right? When I told you about it today. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Meg, I'm not sure. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She talked me into changing it to yes. this. I am a charismatic um, cult leader and I made her obey my wishes. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, really? um, okay. But it's something from the late 1800s um, and it's still a mystery. So kind of interesting. Wow. Megan, I'm stealing the mystery and lore um, for one episode. <laughs> it is right, the, the ghost ship of Mary Celeste. Do you know about this? I don't think so. Okay. I'm, I'm here for it. It's good. It's a good okay. one. It's a good okay. one. So before I um, dive into it, and I'm, I'm probably going to miss a few, and I'll try and find the rest of them and either put them in our show notes or um, or uh, put them on the on Instagram. But um, I read a couple of really good articles. Um, so my sources are, uh, it's actually a Reader's Digest article called- oh, those um, are good, though. And it was, and it's an article that kind of had this within it called the 19, 19 of the strangest unsolved mysteries of all time. Um, a history channel article by Sarah Pruitt called what happened to Mary Celeste and then Wikipedia to kind of fill in different gaps. So, um, okay. On December 4th, 1872, a British American ship called the Mary Celeste was found empty and adrift in the Atlantic Ocean one month after its voyage began. The ship was found in relatively normal condition, floating off the shores of the Azores, um, which is, uh, so it's a word that I don't know how to say, but archipelago I think is how you pronounce it. And it just means like. Why do group. I think it's like archipelago? Maybe that's right. Ar archipelago, archipelago. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but it, so, so it's just a group of islands. That's all that it means. That's all that it means. Is a group that was of the islands. fastest piss in the Did history you of the world. Did you wipe? Dude. What? Are you what? Did you pee? Yeah. Mark this she time just, down. Mark this time dude. down. Y'all, yeah, I left and came back. You could have just rolled with it. Wow, that no, was sick. I, I had that, to bring I, attention to that. That's the fastest urination yeah. I've ever witnessed in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I think I'm gonna start over and cut that whole first part out that you were peeing. Um, I mean, I think I did it. Okay. So the island is an island, and then an archipelago or archipelago is a group of islands. Um, composed of nine volcanic islands in the Macar Mac. Caronesia region of the North Atlantic Ocean, which is just near Portugal. Um, all of its cargo was fully intact, save for one lifeboat, which appeared to have been boarded in an orderly and calm fashion. We may never know why, because no one on board was ever heard from again. And to this day, this remains one of the most um, talked about and enduring maritime mysteries. So we're going to talk about what what we think happened and some theories about it. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so a little bit about the ship and crew history. So this ship, and I'm going to call it a like she or her when I talk about a ship because that's what you do about ships. Yes. Um, the ship was Canadian built with the keel of the ship um, first built in 1860 in Nova Scotia. And it originally went by the name the Amazon. That was the original name of the ship. Uh, she was just under 100 feet long, 25 feet broad, with a depth of 12, 12 feet, 
and 198.42 gross tonnage. Um, tonnage just means a ship's internal volume expressed in tons. So how many tons that person or that ship. Tonnage or tonnage? T- tonnage? Tonnage? Yeah. Like tonnage. T- tonnage. Okay. Um the ship saw many captains throughout her years and was mainly a West Indies trade ship. Um, she had many years without incident. There was many, many years where she would just go to the West Indies back and forth um, from Canada doing trades. And it was relatively uneventful. She just had like a great ride as a boat. Um but then was damaged relatively badly during a storm in 1867. Um, The damage was bad enough that her owners actually abandoned her as a wreck, like off of um, the coast of wherever the the shipwreck was. But there was also some like lore to this of whether or not this was insurance fraud to be like, Oh no, our boat was wrecked. Give us all our money. Um, But uh, successfully and over the over the next year, um, she was restored by an American named Richard H. Haynes. The um, and I thought this is interesting. So the cost of restoration in 1868, which is when it happened, was eight thousand eight hundred and twenty five dollars. If you had to guess, how much money would that be in twenty twenty three money? Eight thousand eight hundred and twenty five dollars in eighteen sixty eight. I'm gonna go 1.2 million. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, I was gonna go like a a quarter mil. Oh wow! You okay? So a quarter mil. Yeah. So two hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Two hundred. Oh, all right. So I added a million. (laughs) I was like, oh my god. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) But still, like, so they, so this boat that gets wrecked in a terrible shipwreck. This person, Richard, was like, "Sounds great. I'm gonna take it. 200k, no problem." Um, okay, so that's kind of a little bit of history about the ship. Then this captain um, that we're going to talk about. So Captain um, Captain Benjamin Briggs. Benjamin Briggs was born in 1835. He married Sarah Elizabeth Cobb and had two children, Arthur in 1865 and Sophia Matilda in 1870. Um, he was, I wrote this sentence and then I laughed. He was born into a family of mostly semen. <laughs> and then I laughed because I'm a child. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I know. Um, most of his brothers um, and family members actually uh, became sea captains. So he was really highly trained. He had achieved an incredible high standing within his profession. Um, and and in eighteen. 18- 72 um that was his first voyage on the mary celeste so it had kind of like gone through multiple different owners and multiple different people um and i don't know if i talk i don't think i talk about that um but it had gone through many owners and many um captains but he was going to um go ahead and make this his first voyage He chose the crew with exceptional care. He only chose people who came as personal recommendations or people that he had actually um, sailed with before because he wanted this to be a successful voyage. So on November 7th, 1982, the 282-ton ship set sail for New York Harbor on its way uh, from New York Harbor on its way to Italy. Um, on board, like I said, were the ship's captain, Benjamin Briggs, his wife, Sarah, and then only their two-year-old daughter. I don't know why the son wasn't um, brought along, but he just wasn't brought along. He brought... Maybe he the, cried a lot. Yeah. Or, <laughs> like, I don't know, stayed with the family and was like, you're going to be a captain one day, too? And, like, was Well, maybe they were or... like, if we all die, we need to leave our family name. Maybe. I mean, he would have been... 
uh, he would have been like seven. So I don't know why he wasn't brought. And like the two year old was. It feels like really. Weird, like the but... two year old, right? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. It feels just weird. Maybe he so... was already married. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they did shit really young back then. Already put to work for sure in the like coal mines or something. Um, and then the eight crew members were with them. So then we have then we fast forward. So. Theoretically, everything went like rather well on this trip, but less than a month later, on December 5th, a passing British ship um, known as De, Grat- De Gratia um, had reached a position midway between the Azores and the coast of Portugal at about 1 p.m. on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday December 4th. So land time is earlier than, than sea time. Is that right? Yes. Um so the captain of the ship, Captain Morehouse, came on deck and reported that they saw a vessel heading unsteadily towards their boat um, at a distance of about six miles. And the ship was making these like really erratic movements and really kind of like going all over the place and what didn't look like it was being steered by anybody. Um, and and it, again, it's 1872, so there wasn't really like a... He's like, like a, I feel like they're driving a little drunk. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like us. Truly, he was just kind of like, <laughs> hard to imagine that big of a boat making any sort of like fast movements. Like, well, I wonder detect. if it's not fast as much as it's just like when like I feel like swaying in the wind, swaying like, aggressively, um, or maybe the sails looked really like fucky or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucky. So here, funky, fucky, fucky. Oh, okay, um, fucky sails, my guy. <laughs> So, so the Captain Morehouse was like, something's up. Like you said, this is sus. I don't know what to do about it. Um, so they got closer. And as they got closer, they're like, you know, yelling like anybody out there, you know, like in Titanic um, and received no reply. Nobody. Wait, did you just want to do this so you could talk about Titanic again? I will talk about Titanic for the rest of my life. That would be my 14 hour conversation. <laughs> yeah, um, there it is. <laughs> um, so he was like, listen, first and second mate get the fuck up there go check out this boat so um they got on the boat they established it was the mary celeste um and they found the ship completely deserted so the sails were partly set but in relatively poor condition um and a couple of the sails were even missing altogether and a lot of the rigging of the sails was damaged um the main hatch of the boat was covered but secure um some of the back hatches were open, but otherwise, like, it looked relatively untouched. Like, everything looked kind of untouched. Um, the only thing that was missing from the boat was a single lifeboat that had a bear- that had apparently been stowed across the main hatch and was missing. And the ship's compass had shifted from its place and its glass cover was broken. Other than that, everything was perfect. Like, perfect they had alcohol they had food they actually had over six months worth of um cargo on board so they could have like lived on board with with eight nine ten like eleven people for six months with the amount of food and alcohol and other sustenance on board and it was just deserted less than a month after they had left um new york they also noticed there was about three and a half feet of water on the hold, um, which was a significant but not alarming amount of water um, for a boat of this size. And so it was just kind of like, we don't know what this is. And so this is where the theories started. Um, before I tell you about the theories, does anybody have any thoughts and opinions on what they thought happened? Because it's really weird to go to to 
get on a boat in the middle, like the middle of the Atlantic Ocean with no one on board and still kind of like going on its path, right? Like that's where it was supposed to be kind of heading. And it's not like it's wildly in another area where they're like, we're fucking lost. Right. Also, if you're lost, you're not going to get out of the boat in the middle of the ocean. Right. So like like hang out on the boat. That's more safe. Why is there one lifeboat gone? And like, could that have fit? 11 people and a child and why didn't they take any food why was there still six months worth of food on the board so like what would you guys think what theory would you have for what happened and if you don't know that's okay i have lots of them but i mean i'm guessing no pirates because i feel like they would vandalize more okay fair i think they all got some sort of weird illness and they're like, oh my god, we have to get off this boat. Like, well, they got like psychotic. Yeah, they had like, had some sort of like delirium um, or something. something. Oh, and maybe. Does scurvy make you delirious? And oh, doesn't it? Because you have like month? absolutely no vitamin C in your life, and like you truly go insane. But does Isn't that, that make you psycho? I thought it oh, did. Well, maybe sores. I don't know. Maybe it might melt your brain. I don't know. Maybe, I'll look yeah. it up. I'll see. They're like toxoplasmosis. That's, that's for cat litter. <laughs> Maybe they got no. a cat on board. Bro, just... you know that toxoplasmosis takes over fucking, like, people, your brain. Yeah. No, it does. But isn't it from cat litter? Yeah. Because yeah, well, cats shit it because they're demons. Oh well, maybe somebody caught toxoplasmosis at home, brought it on board, yeah, got crazy. They, yeah, because they were shitting. Because they were shitting the and then bucket. everybody got... Or the toxoplasmosis person went crazy, murdered everybody, <laughs> threw them off board, and then committed suicide. <laughs> no That's way. it. I just Is figured it, it no. out. I just figured if it out. If there was murders on so, board, it wasn't okay. real nice and pristine. Okay. So, okay. So... Are we on to something? I, I wrote down my theory because he watched Dexter better than that other fuck. <laughs> Mark Twitchell. Can all we right, just so take I- a minute to, to talk about how all of us need to wash our fucking hair tonight? This is like <laughs> fucking Grease City. Well, maybe not you, Michelle. Yours looks good. Yeah. Me and Tracy look fucking crazy. Yeah, I never looked good. I just watched mine last night. I look like Lord Farquaad for sure. I um, don't know what is happening. But- all right, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm what? sorry. What's wrong? Oh no. Is she frozen? What's okay. Happening? <laughs> you didn't call her Lord Farquaad and look what happened. No. Oh, she called herself that. <laughs> <laughs> we broke the podcast. Oh no, where'd she go? <laughs> oh no, she left. Hold on. Hold it's 921. <laughs> Write this down. Okay, 133. Oh no! Where'd she go? Let her in. Oh, she she back. She oh, back. I don't know what happened. Oh, we don't. Okay, <laughs> it's a ghost. Mark down Keep it time. in. It's fine. Ghost, no, ghost Skype. Okay. Um, I know it kind of feels like that a little bit, right? Okay, so I wrote down mutiny, foul play, murder. Um, oh, okay. so there's you want to leave all that in to be clear? I don't know. We'll see. Leave it in. I, I'll, I'm sending you the deets anyways. Thanks, babe. Um, so the testimonies of the first and second mate convinced a New York, this is the first theory, convinced a New York attorney general uh, that without a doubt, a crime had been committed. Without a doubt. Um, a belief that was picked up by the New York Shipping and Commercial List on December 21st stated, the inference is that there has been foul play somewhere and that alcohol is at the bottom of it. 
Those um, damn boobs. They, they believe that the crew, this is one of the first theories, they believe that the crew basically got super fucking drunk, killed Briggs and his family, and then were like, oh shit, we gotta get the fuck out of here, and fled. Um, yeah, I know what it maybe. was. It was that damn marijuana. Maybe. After extensive investigation, this was ruled out because they couldn't find any murder weapons, they couldn't find like any oh. significant blood, they couldn't mm -hmm. find any sort of like fighting or there was like nothing to say that this was murder right there was just like they no all believed that they were part of a ufo cult and committed suicide maybe um <laughs> that would Definitely. come in about 120 years so <laughs> <laughs> um the next theory was very simply insurance fraud um because mary celeste was heavily overinsured for how expensive yeah, that she was and so they were like Oh, that this must be insurance fraud. But then the insurance companies came in and they were like, Nasus, like, actually, it's heavily overinsured for good reason because it's a boat that's doing trades in the West Indies. And they were like, okay, see you later. Um, the third theory was that Morehouse and Briggs, the captain of the boat that found them and the captain of, of the Mary Celeste, were they like, did in, it. Well, we're, we're like in cahoots or like in some sort of like team something. Um, but it doesn't really make any sense, right? Because why would, what did Briggs stand to gain from being like taken off his ship and going nowhere? And then what did Morehouse have to gain by like making a big deal out of finding the ship and then not receive anything from it, right? He doesn't get any insurance claim. He doesn't get anything for it. So um, he would just be bringing attention to himself for a crime that he theoretically committed. That doesn't really make any sense. Um then there was the the conversation about pirates right because it was like that was a time when pirates were still a thing um so they did notice that the lifeboat yeah that the lifeboat rope that held it up was cut and not untied which does lead people to believe that like they were trying to leave rather quickly and like abandoning ship rather quickly which could mean that there was something happening pirates some sort of terrible weather some sort of like force that was kind of requiring them to leave quickly one theory is that um there was like exploding alcohol that was causing the members to leave so they said i guess during the sh during the trip the ship's logs contained several mentions of ominous rumbling and small expo explosions from the hold um and though Apparently, cargoes of alcohol naturally emit explosive gas, and such sounds are commonly heard. There might have been a more intense explosion, and in response, one of the sailors might have been, "We got said like we got to get off this boat. Like, we got to go. The ship's going down. Something's exploding. There's a flame. There's something. Whatever." But then it doesn't like doesn't it doesn't make sense to me why someone would like get in a tiny lifeboat. Well, also, wouldn't you if kind of watch your ship from afar a little bit and then, like, after about an like, hour, you'd be like, ah, it didn't explode. Let's go back. Or maybe, like, tie onto the ship and be like, let's just make sure we don't get, like, super fucking far away from this guy. And if it's cool, yeah. we're going to go back and, like, board the boat again. Right. And then also, there was no burn marks anywhere on the ship. So they're like, was this some sort of special alcohol that, like, <laughs> didn't burn wood in, like, the yeah. middle of the ocean? It feels weird, you know? Um. 
so that that was like we don't know but maybe that could have been something that happened um and then the last two are more like a little bit lore mystery whatever but natural phenomenon like a water spout have you guys ever seen a water spout in the apparent in the middle of the ocean i mean not like in person but like a picture of it it's Mm -mm. crazy it's truly like a a spout of water that comes up from the ocean into the sky and can like damage Looks and like kill a massive tornado but it does ocean. it's really scary um they said water spouts um uh submarine earthquakes so like below the ocean i just feel like a water spout or earthquake would leave more damage would leave more damage right an iceberg <laughs> drifting would leave more damage but more all damage. of these things you all know what happens with icebergs oh, yes yeah, titanic Right. There was enough. There was yeah, enough right. room for for Jack. There was enough um, room. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I come back to my original argument of why would people leave a big ass ship to get on a tiny boat if there's a water spout or an earthquake or an ice? Like it doesn't make sense why they would leave a ship that is proven to be in great condition. Um, and then the last one that people like to throw around, but it was mostly just fun is like a giant fucking octopus, like came and took like a Kraken. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, off of the boat. But there's again, no, no evidence to suggest any of that was true. Um, you no, know, do you know the, I guess you would have had like slime left over from the suckers. I don't well, know. I think you would have. I think it would have been more damaged, right? I mean, we've all seen fucking uh, Ariel and Ursula wrecked that yeah. ship. So I am. I think real life octopuses are more docile than that and more careful. But if they're going to murder a bunch of people, I don't know that they're being docile. I think they're taking one little tentacle up and just sucking those them up people one at a time. Blah, oh, yeah, blah. Maybe they got fucked. So you're on team. They got octopus. plucked. Yeah. All right. It's the most. Um, it's I'm going most, scurvy still. It makes the most sense. <laughs> it's right, either no octopus lemons. or po- toxoplasmosis. <laughs> um, so those were all the theories that were kind of circulating around. Um, and I follow an octopus on Instagram and he's a pet octopus and the guy trains it. Oh, that's really cool. They can get through tiny, tiny spaces. Yes. They're very smart. Very small. Um. Mary Celeste continued to sail until 1885 when she was deliberately run into a coral reef along the coast of Gonave Island, Haiti. Um, and this was done actually specifically to seek insurance claims. So the person who was actually manning the boat at the time was like, hey, I really need some money. And they got $30,000 of it in 1885. How much money do you think $30,000 is based on our last oh, conversation in today's money? Yeah. 75 750 750,000. Oh, good guess. 980. So $980,000 this person got. And they were like, I know. And they were like, they were like, yes, right rules. You would have been over. Totally true. true. We definitely didn't do this on purpose. It was a super accident. Um, but no one she believed us. Yeah, no one believed them. And so um, this is actually a crime called Baratry, Baratry, Baratry. Um, which back in 1885, the person was given the death penalty yes. for committing this crime. But then they were maritime museum in Norway, and we learned about that. The um the judge was like, listen, if you just give us all your money back and don't take any of this insurance money, we will not kill you. And he was like, sounds good. And then three months later, he was so broke that he killed himself. So it did oh not turn out God. good for that person. So this boat is cursed as fuck. Do not get on it. But 
no one knows to this day what happened. And there is no common um, theory that everybody believes in or that everybody thinks is true. And so whether you believe in pirates, foul play, natural phenomenon, or sea monsters, we can all agree that the mystery surrounding the ghost, um, we can all agree on the mystery surrounding the ghost ship of Mary Celeste. And that's that. Damn, that was nice a good one. Quick. Yes. Nice. I like that one. I don't know if we have time for Would You Rather, you guys. Are we going to no. skip them for this week? Or are we doing them? That takes five seconds. Shut up. <laughs> Megan. Maggie? A couple. Okay. Uh, this bitch is trying to ruin everything. All right. Ew, and I'm actually come prepared, and you're like, nah, fuck you. Yeah. Um, no, if okay. this was Michelle on the Would You Rather, we'd be like, skip well, it. I'm sorry that I didn't, uh, that I, that I, we took like, you know, an hour and 40 minutes for this pod already. All right. Here. Michelle. All right. This will be, this will be quick, I think. <clears throat> would you rather live on an island full of snakes? Oh my gosh, or not bad. Not bad. Stay in a house full of rats. Ooh, how many days too. forever? Yeah, that's is where you live now. Snake island or rat house? Hmm. Now, can I get off the island? Like, am I stuck on the island? Is it like a private island situation where I'm happy there? Ten or is it like? No, let me ask mine first. Okay. Is this a private island situation where I'm like happy, my friends can come over, like I'm not stuck there? It's not like a castaway situation. No, it's not castaway. I think you it's like, like a, there. You got I'm a like a rich private island vibe, but with all the snakes. Yeah, all the snakes. Like I could still go on vacation like once a yeah. year, right? Or you could be in like a rags house, fucking rats everywhere. Not even a mansion, just a rags house. No. Well, I guess like if you're a private island, it could be a mansion. Okay, okay. if you're a mansion, but like you're waking up and there's a fucking rat on your bedside table. Uh, I think I'm going um, <laughs> the island with the snakes. Um, I don't have a specific issue with either said animal, but I'd rather live on the beach. Yeah, I think I'm going to go the same. And I have a problem with both animals. And I think I probably will not last a very long time on either option. I think I would train the rats to do my chores for me, though. But I would also train the snakes. Okay, well, I think we can all live together on Snake Island. Okay. Oh, wow. To. We all agree for the first time ever. Look at that. Okay. And that's the pod, guys. Have hey, a good Hey, guys, night. you could take you could take your... <laughs> wait, stop. You can live on the private island and take all the snakes from your private island over to the rat house and have them eat the rats for you. And then that's how you get around oh, this. that's so smart. That's so smart. I like <laughs> and that. then your house doesn't have fucking rats anymore. And then, like, your snakes are on the island, but... They think you're a god because you fed them so well. So That's they yeah. worship you. Fuck with you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Well, this was fun, guys. Good, this good episode. Yeah. This was really like the most in-depth episode, minus the little glitch we had in the middle that we'll see if I <laughs> cut out or not. It's gonna stay. Just, <laughs> it's fine. Um, Just character. Well, if you guys want more of this. Mess how, that this was. If you want more of this, please, uh, please listen, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, and follow us along on social media at Deep Derailments Pod on Instagram, and then send us any sort of email at all. For the love of God, someone send an email. email, please. Deep Derailments more sad than a convict on death row here. <laughs> Give her something. Truly, uh, Deep Derailments Pod <laughs> at gmail.com and otherwise, go deep. Get, Get derailed. derailed. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Brother, you can't add in a C at the end.